what the hell's a nominal? And why have I just spent three minutes looking upside down at the tilly? Yeah. Like, <laughs> who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Like everyone in the country, we rewound to see who the photo was on the sheet that Ted was looking at, only to find out it was Joe Davidson. And you can't say someone must be on Twitter now just put, like looking at it in some sort of HD nonsense like trying to see who the name is i think we found a reason why most people wait a couple of days before releasing the podcast (laughs) (laughs) so this this information that we talk about may largely be useless by the time this by the time you read this because the people on twitter will almost certainly know i've worked this all out yeah Yeah. i can't think who it is but i didn't expect patrick i don't know if baladi or baladi to to turn up um, but I was so excited when I heard his voice. I was like, I know him, I know him, he's from the other series. You came up, you, you called it, although yeah. you didn't call it. No, uh, no, no. You said, oh, I know it is. I know it is. It's the posh bloke from the other series. It's Neil from The Office. <laughs> well, it's um, Dr. Roger, or I think it's, it, might, it might be a consultant, I'm not sure if he is Mr. or Doctor, but he's, I first saw Patrick, I'm going to call Patrick, um, even though I don't know him, in Bodies. Which we've talked about before yes, many absolutely. times on our main podcasty shows, and I don't think we've maybe we haven't spoken about it in terms of Line of Duty, but that was my first sort of introduction to Jeb Mercurio was Bodies, and Patrick was you know front and center of that show. So yeah, I'm always excited to see him in this. This episode was really was really touted online, wasn't it? I felt the weight of expectation whilst watching this. Absolutely. They, I mean, you follow it closely. I kind of stay away from it during the day, but all the cast members were tweeting about it. And I mean, it was a hell of an episode. Mm. But I think, considering we'd killed off Kate last week <laughs> and killed off Chloe the week before, both said they'd be dead by the end of this. They have both escaped, although named but not necessarily sure of officer didn't. What, what do you mean? Well, the unnamed officer from um Oh the the lady the um I can't remember what they're called, but like the armed policewoman who um who was shot. Yes. Right, yes. Ted did say her name. I feel bad now that I don't know her name. Ted she, did say her name. I don't I can't think we've remember. seen her yeah. before. Oh, you sure? I think we well, have. Well she might have been in the background. She's yeah, certainly yeah. not the Chloe or uh yeah. Farida, you yeah. know, people who were yeah. who were named Chris. Chris yeah. Lomax. Is that I, his I finally name? found his name. Fake dot. Yeah, fake dot. <laughs> So, shall we go back to the beginning? So, and Yeah. Because a lot happened in this episode. Yes. I'm really pleased you were taking notes because I'm not sure how we pick this apart. But let's go back to mm. the beginning and see where we get to. So, we start off, they are meeting at the Hill. Joe has been made DSI. Acting DSI. Acti- yeah. Acting DSI. Because Buckles is... Uh, Buckles is now... Pit. Oh, so yeah. much to say about Buckles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know what it's going to be. Yeah. After reviewing the extra information that they think Buckle, that they are claiming Buckles has withheld. In his, mm. in his boot with his golf clubs. Yes. Gail's house keys have not been recovered from the murder scene and they believe there was a break in at Gail's home and, and this is information in the, may have gone missing. This is in the moments after the shooting. So we find out a little bit more about the shooting as well, which mm. is she got out of her car, the shooter was behind her, which I think is an interesting call. Well, not, I don't think it'll be called back, but it's an interesting point given what happens at the end of... Yes, There was a mirroring, isn't there, at yes. the end. So from behind, she's shot, and then the person, the perpetrator then, they, they devise, has taken her keys, gone into her house, and burgled it. Mm. But all within a matter of minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Chris then says, I'm going to investigate into the 
robbery at the bookies. Yeah, I didn't. I don't quite get. Like, understand. I understand. Yeah, like, I don't quite understand why they did that. Like, the, surely. Was, was there something to do with, like, the guns, or is that later on? That's later on. Mm-hmm. We'll come to that. We'll okay. come to that. But yeah, he says he's mm-hmm. going to look into the robbery. They're gonna, we're going to come back to the old armed robbery in yeah. the. Was it an off license? I can't It was bookies. The bookies um, mm. that started the whole of the show off. Yeah. Kit and Ted meet in the passage of <gasps> the pissy passage. <laughs> I think I might have grabbed your leg at that point, and like I think you were writing the notes. I was like, "Look, look, she is undercover." No, she isn't. No, she isn't. But she Lovely says, little scene. "Yeah, yeah, really nice one between them." Has Has Ted ever been in the passage of We before? Um, he must have been. He I mean, must. friend of the show Neil will obviously message us directly after this and tell us all the scenes that this has happened in. But I can't remember him being in the passage. I only ever remember Steve meeting her in the graffiti passage. Yeah, I mean, he must have done this. We've got yeah. six seasons of this now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But I was so convinced that it was, that this is it. And the way she, that she was speaking to him as if she had been in it was very much a, mm. you know, a, a long-standing relationship, which obviously she has. And then partway through the scene, which is why it's so good, they then address the fact that she left and why she left. And there was that lovely moment between them where he sort of takes responsibility and sort of saying, look, I had discipline reaction. What were you meant to do at that point? And that's when I thought, oh, she's going to die because they've had this lovely moment together. And that you know how stereotypically when people have a moment and then later one of them dies, it's almost like that final talk that they've had together oh absolutely so they agree that ryan should be put under surveillance mm. we then come to the buckles interview <gasps> poor buckles buckles has forfeited the right to be investigated by an officer of at least one rank senior because he's perverting the course of justice yes who knew so i think this was largely just a recap of where we have where we have got to during this season however we cannot not mention will you show me your attrition <laughs> Truncheon, right? It was truncheon. Well, it's come from Deborah Deborah. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, that just yeah. makes it even more funny. And yeah. also, like the text speak as well, the you yeah. and everything. Yeah. But I mean, that is the. F- I mean, the, the the people who wrote that must have been absolutely pissing themselves. You know, when you're just like, what what can we write that isn't that is kind of not too sexually explicit, but also shows the sort of the patheticness of the man. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and the look on his face when it comes up on the screen as well. Because honestly, when I, I thought they were going to show... Like, like a smoking yeah. gun of evidence. No, no, honey. I thought they were going to show, like, a willy picture, um, like, pixelated out. So I thought he was sending um, inappropriate images yes. to a, a, a witness. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought they were going to go, you know, full-on buckles, but uh, but they didn't. I don't want to see his buckles. No, no one wants to see his buckles. Uh, Kate and Steve have a meeting, which essentially two cars passing, windows swirl down. <laughs> like someone must realise that's what's going on. Like it's the least secret meeting. At least go back to the passage. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know, rolling up to a car like that. No one rolls up to a car like that unless they're talking to the person or they're passing like a takeaway over or, or drugs. Or drugs. Yeah. 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 Can we go back to Buckles just for one minute? Yeah. Of I thought course, that yeah. interview was really interesting. Typically, when we see people in that interview, they are just as competent as Ted and Anna and Kate and Chloe and, and the others who have been involved mm. in the past. And they give as much as they can take. 
Buckle's interview was one of the the not the only time because we have seen other people under the under the cosh, but really quite so pathetic, not able to give an answer, not able to you know fight for themselves other than saying this is all bollocks or I'm being scapegoated. And as soon as he makes it, you know, other people have made that claim as well. But as soon as he has that, Ted just shoots him down, and the tutting and the sort of shaking of the head of Hastings I thought was absolutely superb in this she was just you know crushing this guy that's meant to be you know at the same same level as as he is oh yeah and the difference between the two teams in terms of their competence Buckles really reminds me of people that we all know in life who have got to a certain rank or a certain level of seniority and no one quite knows how they've done it. Yes. Because they know that they're not really that good at their job. I think the guy who plays Buckles, I don't know um, his name, but I think he really he really shows that in his body language, in the way that he's speaking and he's, he's probably full of bluster, he's down the golf course with his mates, but secretly he knows that he's not really that good. It's Nigel Boyle. Okay, is I think he plays really well. Yeah, I mean he's in he's in one of the small acts shows. He's been in Peaky Blinders. He's been in a lot. He's been in so many things. Okay, yeah, he's a character actor that he's been a Silent Witness. I was just looking this over the past couple of years. Mm. Being a British actor, of course, he's been in Doctors. Has he been in Casualty? Um, I've not got there yet, but almost certainly. Or, City. or the Bill, if he's been around. Oh long yeah, enough. I mean, yeah. You always you have to be in the Bill. Not anymore, but yeah. Do, 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 I just want. Do, do. To be the, the legs walking away. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So sorry, I've I've bypassed this for buckles, but yeah, carry on. Mm. But I think that scene just was a really good touching point of this is where we are in the season, this is where the stakes are, and like you say, buckles. I mean, he's clearly not the criminal mastermind no, in this, and as we see later on. Well, it's interesting that Ted doesn't have that conversation with Arna. Arna clearly picks it up. Chloe even picks it up. They mm. look at each other and they're sort of like, why are we charging him? He's, he's clearly yeah. not this, this mastermind. So after Kate and Steve meet and they show that there is there are different levels of suspicion <laughs> of a juror. Yeah. Ted's called into the seniors. What a heartbreaking scene. Sindwani and Wise. Mm. I've got issues with this a little bit. Okay. I don't think that the actors played Zindwani and Wise pull it off as well as the rest of the cast. Oh, that's interesting, because these are some really good actors. Yeah, I mean, they're well-respected actors, but I I feel they, when I see them against Adrian Dunbar, mm. it feels like they are playing a part, whereas he is living it. And it just sticks out to me every single time I see them. Okay. Um, and... I suspect they're not listening, but it's nothing against you. I think it's probably more the greatness of Adrian Dunbar knowing that character and playing it so well. It seems like they are, I sometimes feel they are reading a line. Oh, that's really interesting. I don't necessarily get that. And particularly, I was going to actually say Ace Barty, who plays the PCC. Mm. I think he does a really good job of of that political wing of of an organisation. And I I think maybe what... I'm sort of analysing as I go what you've just said. I think perhaps the thing is we we tend to see them in that one setting where Ted is being called to the office and we just see them 
being angry with him. We have warned you about this, Ted. Yes. I get that feeling every time. Over and over again. Yeah. Yes. I think that might be it. That might be it. Yeah. And I think it's that level of repetition. But it also lends itself to parody a, a little bit more possibly. than others. I think you're probably right. These are well-respected actors. Mm. And they are far better acting than I will ever be. <laughs> but that might be... I think... I think that... that that is in the back of my mind as well as we we every single time he gets called into a mm. person of seniority he gets told off yeah you know and we're kind of maybe that's wearing a little bit maybe and but this is this is the end of the game isn't it i mean this is this is it this is them saying you've had all these um you've had all these warnings now that you know the game is up yeah it's the end now for you ted what do you know what that reminds me of no who did the Female chief superintendent. She's a deputy chief constable. Yeah, she reminds me of Mrs. McCluskey from Grinch Hill. Okay, I kind of see that, but yeah, okay. Who is the mother of? Mrs. McCluskey from Grinch Hill. Uh, no, know. I'm getting mixed up. Are you thinking about the woman from the bill? Yes, whose mother is who's the Larue. Mother is Larue. Yeah. Oh God, it's it's, it's one late. of those nice, it's isn't late. it? Yeah. We've seen a lot. We're slightly disturbed as well that we think our son might wake up at any time, so we're both quite jittery. Can you hear the <laughs> like the panic in our voices? <laughs> this, this is more this is more nail biting than the actual episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Ted is stood down. He is being ushered towards retirement. Yeah, he hasn't um, gone yet, though. No. It's... So there is time, which I'm thinking, mm, okay. He is told that he will be lauded on a full pension. Yeah. AC12 is going to be integrated with a number of different departments and anti, anti-corruption anti numbers are going to be cut by 90%. 90%? I mean, it's just... It's like they're not just saying to him, right, time to go, Ted. You know, yeah. you've, you've had your warning... We have no confidence in you, and mm. that that happens from you know all the time with with people in, in jobs. But I'm sure, p- particularly in that type of high ranking role within the police, but th- it's the it's the sort of like rubbing salt into the wound, isn't it? Of oh, we're gonna take your officers; they might not have jobs anymore. They're gonna reapply for their jobs, but actually, this whole thing of anti corruption that is your entire life, yeah, we're gonna decimate it. And. Adrian Dunbar delivers, again, the line of the night of when did we stop caring about honesty and, and integrity? And then repeating it and saying that's not a rhetorical question. Yeah. And looking her in the eye and really, you know, asking that penetrating question. It's so good. And there's so many things. I was thinking about this when he was saying it. there's It's not just the organisation that they're looking at here, which is obviously the police, but there's so many organisations that that, you know, that question is probably being asked of. Yes. Why have we moved from this type of well-meaning, caring, Mm. looking at people's best interests, why have we moved to this more corporate model? You know, there there are lots of organisations out there that are asking those sorts of questions. Mm. So Chris and Kit find an issue with the guns, used on the Gail Fella murder. There is a lot of technical stuff about guns that I did not yeah, understand. I didn't. Something about... I mean, I understand shown off, shown off, sawn off shotgun, but this seems to be like the next thing, which is... Well, these are unregistered guns, which are... Guns that have been... Something has been done to them. So these are basically guns that are made from scratch. If you buy a gun over the shop, mm. it is registered and it can be identified that a bullet comes from them, apparently. Mm. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. These are guns that are essentially homemade, so they have no identifying marks. Have you, have you heard of like the gun with the thing? Something's filed off. 
Sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I've heard, but, heard of the man with the golden gun. Not, not necessarily that relevant at this point. <laughs> Sorry, it's the only gun thing yeah. that came to my head. But yeah, these are guns that are made in a workshop, like they say, mm-hmm. um, often made from, like they say, well, I'm, I'm just literally saying what they say on the thing, yeah, but yeah. made from replicas and then adapted and to dangerous. actually have a firing, to have a firing system mm-hmm. in there. And therefore they are dangerous because they cannot be identified. For reasons I'm not really sure about, they feel the need to interview the kid from the bookies, robbery. Because they seem to be trying to make a connection between the robbery yes. and the Gail Vella murder. Yeah. Somehow. Somehow. There's something's and going on there. Tr- these guns don't seem to be unregistered, but there are questions about where these are from. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we need to know at yeah, this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. We have a search of Frida's house. Joe's looking on from afar, nervously. <laughs> She then goes home and pulls out the Joe chat for 5,000. <laughs> Do you think there's anything in the username that she's talking to? User 1976. I didn't pick up on that. I, just, the... I thought it was user unknown. No. And then offline or... Well, her, uh, her username might be user 1976. I mean... Or that's just date of birth type thing. There could be, yeah. Yeah. Mm, like it's yeah. really... Well, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't get that at all. Anyway, she types job done, I'm finished. Yeah, yeah. And then trying to get out. throws the laptop over the but floor. the other person's not online. <laughs> She's yeah. just doing that thing, just waiting like you do, of like, come on, let me see the little dots <laughs> so I know someone's typing. Onion user is typing a message. Don't leave me on three dots. We then go back to the surveillance of Ryan and find out that he's been following Joe and Kate at points. There is a comment on how the surveillance team has been underfunded and so they can't find more yeah, information. Yeah. From Chloe. Yeah. Who I think is becoming more and more suspicious by the minute. There is a theory about her about, so have you heard oh, this? No. Oh, is it that she's Tony Gates' daughter? I've yes. heard that. I think it's I it think was, it would be a bit too much. I think we would know. I think it was listener to the show, Dave, that texted me about that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not completely convinced. I mean, who knows? But I'm not completely convinced of that. I think they they would have seen... I mean, I know people can change their surnames and things like that, but I think it might just be the kid. His, his child was called Chloe. She's called Chloe. There were lots of people in the world called Chloe. It feels a little bit lost rather yeah, than line of does. duty, that, it does, for yeah. me. Um, and we do have that reveal that we know someone that's related to um, Joe at the end of the show. So yes. we've already got that. I think it would be a bit too much to throw a Tony Gates connection in. I have a theory on that. Okay. This okay. has been sent into the show. Oh, but excellent. Yes. Already. Wow. Well, Live. Okay. Well, yeah. Should we get, we'll get to that yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll get back well, to that bit. Let's go end. through. Yeah. yeah. Steve meets Nikki and puts on hold his transfer, which, because he's been temporarily promoted to. I don't know. DI. DI. I don't understand Do police rankings. Understand of course detective I don't. sergeant, detective inspector, detective chief inspector. I understand that detective chief inspector will be higher than detective inspector, but yeah. I don't understand what the difference between Okay. Is DS lower than lower, DI? Sergeant and inspector, yeah. Okay. But I, why, why would I know this? <laughs> I watch enough shows to know it. And the, also, like, Kate was a DS and then she became a DI. And they've always been going on about how they want to become a DI. But are you thinking that a DI then, they, you know... No, but they blend into one another to okay. me. Like, okay. If, okay. If, All right. if, they, if they were DIs saying they wanted to be DSs, they could put you that in this know. show and I would not understand. I wouldn't, wouldn't bat an eyelid. Good. Uh, Steve gets an email. He hasn't submitted a drugs test yet. No, he's been um, called to... No, he has. 
He has submitted his drugs test. Isn't that what it says, that he needs to make an urgent appointment with occupational health? Oh, I Isn't thought... it because of his drugs test? Oh, I thought it said he hadn't submitted a drugs test yet. I didn't... I thought it says you, you need to make an urgent appointment with occupational health. And I think that was because of his drugs test result, because we don't see him not taking the test. And in the preamble where it's showing you, like, last week's, it's, you know, you've got that scene of him going, all right, DI on it, DI on it. You've got to come and get your test now. And you don't see him, like, sort of turn around and go, I'm sorry, I'm not having my test today. I don't, I think if he was going to do that, they they would have shown that. I think we're led to believe that he has taken the test and this is the results of the test coming back. I will settle this after the show. Okay. As, so long as I'm right, in which... Well, we, we just won't talk about while it. While you're editing and posting the podcast, I'll check this. <laughs> okay. And then, otherwise, it's not going to happen. But... Following that, we get the return of our favourite secondary oh, character, Amanda. Yeah. Making her second appearance this series, which is amazing. She's almost like a regular. She's yeah. almost like the big four now. Put her in. Put her in the team. Put her in the team. Forget Chloe. It's all about <laughs> Amanda. Chloe. <laughs> She's not lasting this season. Mm. So I might have got this wrong, but I believe she has cracked the encrypted files of Gail Bellas. Yes. There's some sort of... You know IT more than me, but there's something about a hard drive or some sort of drive. She's got into it. We don't yeah. really need to know, do we? She's in the drive and she's found this um, voice recording. Mm. which a, Of we, an interview between yeah. Gail and, a, at this point, unnamed Person. man. Person, yeah. Are they discussing the Steve case from season one? Yes, from season one, episode one? It keeps coming back. So yeah. the guy that's the chief constable is the man who originally was kind to Steve and was sort of on Steve's side and saying, Oh look, we're gonna um we're gonna totally get through this cock up yes. that you've that you've made. And then of course Steve then says, No, I'm gonna tell the truth. We made an error as a team. This was it wasn't just Steve's fault, but yeah. we all made an error. This guy has, has been killed by us and that's when he loses the confidence of that guy that becomes Chief Constable, I can't remember his name. And that's when Steve joins AC twelve. Because he, in tasting, sort of picks him as someone who has got integrity and honesty and that he he kept going when he didn't need to, he could have been protected. So we're always going back to that, you know, and then of course that guy has then become the chief constable, you know, who he's... He's the big, you know, the big boss of the police force. So is he higher than? Yeah, the deputy chief constable who Ted always gets pulled into the office of. And he's her boss. Yes. He hasn't been. He hasn't. We've right. only seen him on bits of. But video. he was on the previously on this yes. week. Um, he's always there in the background. Yeah. yeah. He's probably got an H name. <laughs> I want to say Hargreaves, but I think that might be someone else. It's best I don't guess. No. Not at this time. No. Yeah, so that it's always coming back to him. I think they were they're really showing this thread of every mm. you know it's the series may stand maybe stand alone, but they all have a beautiful thread running through them. Yeah, Kate wants Jo. Yeah, she, so she she says in the little conversation she has with Ted and Steve and Chloe something about like an Osman order or something like that, which are you know like a Richard Osman order. Yeah, um, which they get is... a really tall man to stand <laughs> by her and look after her. <laughs> yeah. Which it must be some sort of like, if you are in danger, you have to be told, even if that's breaking confidence or, you know. But would... Ted and Steve say that she is sufficiently close to the, she's sufficiently under suspicion mm. that they can bypass that. Yeah. But Kate makes an excuse 
to warn her to say she'd seen Ryan outside the bar. Yeah, she sort of does it in a very underhand way, a way that doesn't break her cover yes. and doesn't let her, you know, she's not saying, well, we know mm. that he's been doing this and we know he's been in that area. So she's just saying, oh, look, I saw him outside. She's she's really raising suspicions now that, okay, I think it's, you know, I'm, st- I'm still thinking she's not coming out of this. Yeah. Because she's, she's doing too much digging and Joe is get it i mean kelly mcdonald is looking more and more frightened as each episode goes on I mean, She's... it's worth saying here kelly mcdonald is pulling this off mm. absolutely smashing it because you feel like she is scared every single second you you can see her fear and panic but also the fact that she's trying to get out of it so yeah you've got that sense that she's not all bad Yes. That something has happened mm. and she's in too deep and she's trying to get through it, finish it off. Yeah. And then it's just not working. Yeah. So what does she do? Other little touch from Joe to Kate. Did you notice yes, as well? Yes, I did. Yeah, 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 I did. I know, I know. I think you've, you've got ideas. Star-crossed lovers. <laughs> They're going to end up as Romeo and Juliet. I'm still not convinced about that, but I'd be interested to see where it goes. Okay. So Joe calls Ryan into her office, um, says she's going to submit his commendation because the one submitted by Buckles would have been... Tarnished. Tarnished. But says she's transferring out because she needs another DEI? Or a DS. She needs someone on the team. Someone a bit more senior than just a PC. Yeah. See, PC's police constable, and that's quite junior, just to let you know. I know that because of <laughs> I knew that would be lower. I know that that's not going to be like Mr. Welsh man that's coming in as a PC. Next scene, we meet Jimmy Lakewell. Oh, we meet him again. Meet him again. Yes. Mm. Did you? So you didn't pick up on the voice because now Steve's worked out the voice. He's yes. Worked out it's Jimmy Lakewell, which was in the Ros Huntley, which I think was season four. If I think right, it's the Tandy Newton series. See, season four was, yeah, rather Ross Huntley season. Yeah, the Ross Huntley. So remind me what happened with oh, him. Because I know, I Mark, saw you looking. I, I, st- I, d- I didn't want to miss the show. Yeah. I did look it up. Um, So he was a friend of Ross Huntley and her husband, Bend. Nick. Yes. Who is the guy who is in Harry Potter that we can never remember his name and he's from the Northeast. Um, and I always remember him as... Um, Stan Shunpike. That's Stan what you meant. Shunpike from Harry Potter film. I meant the, the other driver. person from Harry Potter that we, we always talk about. Oh, David, David Bradley. David we, Bradley. Oh, we can never remember his name. We can remember David Bradley now, and I can never remember this guy's name. And he was in. Um, he was in Fifty Degrees North. Is it named Lee? Yes, yes, that's it. Never remember his name. I don't know why. He's been in so much stuff. Anyway. He there. was the husband of Ros Huntley, do you remember? He's not in 50 Degrees North. Was he not? No. Oh, it's 55 Degrees North anyway. It wouldn't be 50 Degrees North. We've got that one wrong. Yeah, That's a joke it, that didn't it, come off, did it? It's based around, like, Northampton. <laughs> anyway, Jimmy Lakewell is a friend, like a lawyer friend of Ros and him. And he represents... I can't even remember this at all, but I saw it on, like, the Line of Duty Wikipedia. He represented... A guy who was being investigated for was it a rape of a fifteen-year-old? But I can't. It's one called Michael Farmer. I cannot remember that at all. I wish we had done 
like a, a five series rewatch before we actually did this podcast. Let's not were, point out. Lee was, Ingleby. That's it, Lee Ingleby. Thank you. Um, anyway, that was just a random thing of like, he was Ross Huntley's husband. But yes. anyway, he was he was a friend. And they thought he was Balaclava Man at one point. They go to his offices yes. and they go to arrest him. And then that's when Steve gets chucked down, down. the stairs. Yes by one of the balaclava men, which is why when mm. he says balaclava men, not balaclava man, yeah. on this recording, Steve goes, aha, I know who it is. Yeah. And then they go and see him in prison. He's clearly been in prison for, for four, four years. Yeah. Um, I thought Patrick Ballardi, probably saying his name wrong, um, played it really beautifully, actually, and very understated of a man who had been in prison for a long time, who was being relatively protected because he wasn't saying anything about the OCG, about the crime gang that he was working for. And he had lived a relatively peaceful life within prison, although was not, you know, living to the standards that he was was used to. Mm. I thought he looked really quite, I'm really sorry um, if he's just, if this wasn't meant to be, but I thought he looked really haggard and weary and tired. Well, I think when you look at an actor like him who came in, but as I understand it in bodies, but also in the office as being this young, dashing, very handsome, very charismatic guy. He has got older since then, obviously, but he certainly played that sort of lawyer in season four. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He says, just check your face. He certainly looks far more. He looks like someone who's been in prison for four years. Yeah. yeah, so his, it was really lovely. There is a salt and pepper in his hair. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks like someone who's not had a good night's sleep, mm. which is something I can attest to. Attest to, yeah. So I thought he, he did a really good job, and you sort of felt that he just wasn't going to give them, that he felt he had so much information, mm. and he wanted to give it, but he didn't want to give it, and he was looking behind him to sort of indicate that he wasn't safe in prison and yes. you know and we know that from many other instances particularly for reader this you know also and, yeah you've got something to say about that things that, things we thought mistakes we knew we were making <laughs> neil pointed out and that the guard who attacked Frida last week is the same guard that scolded Ros Huntley. Not Ros Huntley. Lizzie not Denton. Ros Huntley. Lizzie Denton. Mm. In season two. Oh, possibly when she was in putting. Her in How do they get these How actors do, I back? I know. I know. They it's must, amazing. I mean, fair play to. I mean, I mean, they want to come back. I would want to come back. I yeah. want to be that one person that was like, right, I'm always going to be there in the prison. I'm, I'm, you know, even if I'm just used once every, you know. Six series or twice every six series, even mm. this is my role. More of that coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy won't speak to them, refuses to. So Steve comes up with a plan, which seems to be we transfer him out of prison and get him essentially a pardon for helping us. During the transfer, the OCG attacks. This was amazing. This I was is, so impressed. This is the best action uh, set piece since I think probably. Dot's escape in mm. the end of season three. Yeah, given this is it under, you know, sort of lockdown, not lockdown, the pandemic, you know, because yeah. it would have been under lockdown at certain times and then not at others. A very, very challenging time to be producing a show. Mm. And so well done. It so reminded me of that initial scene in Heat where um, 
Val Kilmer and Robert De Niro, etc., throw those spiky things across Stinger the floor. Is what they're called. Oh, thank you. Still won't go for spiky things. Spiky things get thrown across the floor, and the van then turns on its you know, on its side. It's exactly yeah. what happens in Heat. Really, really interesting. We get the um, we get the Range Rovers pulling out. We get the us the Balaclava men coming out with with submachine guns. The van containing Steve and Jimmy it rolls onto its side, and they are trying to pepper it with bullets. Steve is protecting Jimmy. Yeah, which I thought was really um, a real character moment there. You know, he could have looked after himself, Mm. but his instinct as a police officer, you can really see that Steve, for all his foibles, for all the things that he gets wrong, his first port of call in that situation was to jump on top of a criminal and protect him from the bullets. Mm. I thought that really spoke to the character. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely quite right. Um, So... Chloe asks Steve if she can, if he will authorise them exiting the van, which Steve approves. Oh, did you? I didn't get that. There's yeah. some sort of like yeah, Charlie, some, Alpha, yeah. blah, blah, blah. She says execute evacuation or something oh, like that. I didn't that. get Steve that. Steve right, says okay. approved. Okay. I thought at this point Chloe was yeah. going to, I was about to walk around with my arms up in the air <laughs> saying she ain't lasted in episode yeah, four. Yeah, totally. Chloe gives a leg up to an unnamed but not recognised by us, police woman. Have you looked her up on... She's not on IMDb. Right, okay. At this point. Okay, at this right, They okay. normally fill in the cast listing afterwards. And it's difficult. Sometimes you don't want to look. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. yeah okay, ignore that. Um, she gives them, She gives her a leg up. Yeah, and you just know, don't you? Yeah. Because I thought Chloe was going to get the leg up, but yeah. Yeah, I was I was sure officer. that this was, this was my yeah. grounding moment. But also I thought, well, even if, you know, this other person dies... Chloe's surely because yeah. she just looked so unprotected. Mm. She had a little bulletproof vest on, but the you know the, these bullets are shoot. And yeah. then I thought Steve's gonna go because Steve's in that van Absolutely. on his side. There's a shooter. The sniper comes out the window sniper. who kills the officer. Yes, and Steve is rolling out with just a handgun. Yeah. I mean, it's a big handgun, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't really know much about guns. But it's mm. not going to be matched for a submachine. I didn't think it was from semi- that angle as well. Yeah. It's because it has to, obviously, it has to shoot up and then shooting down. Yeah. <sighs> but Steve has clearly been practicing his target shooting because he gets the perfect headshot. I was really worried for Steve's back the entire time he's moving his body like that. I'm thinking, oh no. And when they turn over in the car, you see him grimace with his back. So it's, I love the fact that they always, you know, it's never like, oh, his back only comes on when he's having to say, oh, my back hurts. Yeah. It's always there, that chronic pain. Mm. Um, and yeah, I really thought this was it. I thought Steve's going to go. Wait, that's going to be. That's gonna I thought be that it. was going to be the big. Yeah, yeah I t- totally agree. Totally mm-hmm. agree. So next scene, Jed McCurry does not put these things in without note, but Chloe suggests there was maybe an AC twelve leak. Yeah, this is why I'm thinking there's something funny with Chloe. We know nothing about Chloe. Why would she suggest an AC twelve leak yeah. if it's coming from her though? <clears throat> but there was only her, Steve, and Ted that were in on this. Yes. And I think sometimes that's it. You put put you put it in plain sight, don't you? You, mm. you make the suggestion if there's something else, if something goes going on in your head, yes. so as to move it. And it'll be like what um, Joe Davidson's done with Buckles. Yeah. Oh, there is a corrupt police officer, but it's not me. Yeah. Um, I, there's something... I just feel we haven't got to know Chloe very well at all, apart from the fact that she is the most competent police officer, I think, on the team, <laughs> that she's so good in those interviews. She's so mm. reliable. 
and she's making connections and she's adding things and you know she's she was showing some emotion which I thought was really good because previously I thought I felt I'd I sort of felt she was slightly robotic yeah. not in acting but just in the personality was just a bit too good yes. at everything and this time you sort of see a bit of emotion because this this woman had died but then of course she's quite stoic and she's saying no I want to carry on which mm. you know you would do in that circumstance I know you had things about her looking over everyone's shoulder in last week's episode yeah. so there's, there's something there isn't there I just wondering whether it's a whether it's too obvious and mm. maybe it, well so what we've decided here is it's obviously obviously her or it's obviously her as a red herring exactly so yeah it's one or the other isn't it it's it's too it's too out there well, yeah I guess it's either her or it's not or it's uh, not <laughs> yeah after all that Jimmy is still refusing to talk um, or is he he doesn't believe that he will get a deal which is fair enough and you came up with a theory at this point yeah I just I felt there was too much of a knowing exchange between him and Steve. So he makes his, you know, he said, um, look, my solicitor was going to make a, a statement, but I want to look you in the eye and tell you all of this. And he makes a real point of saying to everyone in the room, including Chloe, I will not talk. I am too afraid for my life. I'm not going to do anything. Hastings goes all blustery, as you would expect him to do. And, go, you know, someone's died. Mm. And he's like, yeah, I know, but I'm going to die. And they make all of these sort of toing and froings with him about, well, you know, are you really going to be safe in in um, in prison? Yeah. But he then says to Steve something along the lines of, "But I didn't talk, you know, I haven't I haven't talked, haven't I not, Steve?" He doesn't say it to all of them. He doesn't say, "Look, well, I haven't talked, have I?" And you make that clear to anyone you know. I think there's been an exchange in the van. I think he said. In fear of his life, and you know, say, I will tell you this now. I won't say it on tape. I won't say mm. it in the presence of other people. I trust you because you've just protected my life. This is the information that will help you go forward with the investigation. And it's a good job, you know, if that has happened. I think it has. But you know, if it has happened, I think it's a good job that it has because poor old Patrick, Jimmy. I still I can't call him Jimmy. He doesn't look like a Jimmy to me. Yes, as he is transferred. <gasps> Back to prison. He finds Buckles in his room. But it's not... I don't think Buckles is in his room, is it? Isn't it meant to be Buckles' room? No, sir. Well. Or they said, oh, no, you might be right. Buckles is in the room. And he says, oh, when's your bunk bed coming? And he says, oh, they're moving it in in a bit. And then Jimmy comes to an end. Did you yeah. recognise the guy who... I didn't know. Who is it? It's Lee from the OCG in season five, last season. Okay. He was the other gangster who wasn't the Eastern European guy, wasn't mm-hmm. Ryan, wasn't yep. John, right. and wasn't Lisa. Right, okay. Um, one of the other um, the blokes in the gang. And I'm so glad I managed to get that because I was like, I know him, I know him, I think You'd it's him. You'd have to know him, wouldn't you? It's all connected. Yeah, I'm so glad that this is... Well, yeah, and obviously this showed his face quite mm-hmm. uh, quite clearly. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to show you a Poor picture Buckles. of him just so that I you... I feel for Buckles making his cup of tea. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry for Jimmy, who even though he is a criminal, yeah, has so that uh, was been brought to an end. Lee? Yeah, I still am not... Oh yes, I think I can. Like the name rings a bell. Okay. Mark's just showing me a picture. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Um, yeah, great again to be yeah. bringing it all all round, but nothing that I wouldn't expect from this show. But we get the the big 
twist at the mm. end. As Joe is returning to her flat, Ryan accosts her with a gun. Yeah, from behind, which from is, behind. again, I was saying mirroring yeah. what they said happened to Gail Vella. Says, look, this is how easy it would be. Mm. I'm going to follow you in and I'm going to explain to you why you were going to put me back on the team. Ryan, later on, after the murder in the prison, comes out and greets Joe in the morning saying, oh, have you seen on the box that there's been a murder? Yeah. It might have been a rat, wasn't he? Yeah, it just... The only thing with that is, I think the guy who plays Ryan, I think his name's Gregory, I think he's a brilliant job of switching from someone's, oh, thank you, ma'am, thank you very much, and then being his real self. I think Mm. it's very cold and calculating, actually, and really shows someone who's been within that gang and that experience and that life and has been trained and really he's had so much put into him, hasn't he, to become this police officer. Yes. The only thing is it just felt like it was a bit too much that he had been at her flat with the gun and sort of told her what was going to happen. And then the next minute he's sort of saying, oh, this what happened to a rat. I think we kind of know, you know, maybe just a scene with Joe finding out that he had died and, and sort of having that recognition on her face of going, I know he was involved with the OCG. Yeah. You know, I know what's happened to him in prison. I think that might have been enough for me. I just sort of feel like the Ryan thing is, is so in your face at the moment. It might have just gone a little bit too far, far for me. I understand why. Yes. But I, I kind of, I like it when he's just sort of floating around in the background, looking ominous. And sometimes when it's right in your face, it kind of loses it slightly for me. But, who, you know, you have to see the whole show, don't you? You've got to see all series to, to know exactly where we're going with it. The final scene, there has been a match to Joe Davidson's DNA found in Frida's house. Yeah, which is not something that should come as a surprise. No. So when they, when Chloe brings this, over, this file over and says to Steve... There's something here that's confusing me. Maybe you can work it out. And you kind of go, okay, there's something else in there. But then they just say, oh, Joe's DNA was found in the house. I'm thinking, well, that's not really a surprise. We know Joe's been there. And then you get the secondary DNA with the nominal from some other police department. I still don't understand. They've run it through the database. Yeah. And there is a match to someone who is known to AC12. Right. Okay. Because I then thought it was the PCC because he's like someone known to the police force that probably would have had their DNA, like for. Um, Who's the PC? So what, who or what is the PCC? Ace, so Ace Barty, I can't remember his, okay. his name, um, but I don't know the actor's name. The the guy that's always in the office telling Ted off, and looked at him from down from the stairs. So Sindwani. I thought that's it. Yes, Sindwani. Yeah. I thought he might have been. You know, I thought because they keep peppering him throughout all of this, and he looked at Ted with a strange suspicion. So I thought it was going to be someone like that because I'm trying to think of someone who's not necessarily directly in the police force but is attached to them. Okay. Do you have a theory? I I have a theory via Neil. Okay. Thanks, Neil. Yes. N- Neil should just come and do this podcast, you know. Yeah, yeah. Move, move up to the northeast, <laughs> yeah, Neil. Yeah. Neil has texted me and it, I think he, he's called this out before but his, his belief all the way through is that Joe Davidson is related to Tommy Hunter. Okay. Who is the crime boss, the Scottish crime the boss. The Scottish crime boss, right from, from season beginning. one and two. Yes. Who was kind of the source of the caddy. Yes, because 
that's who Dot was caddying for as yes. a youngster, wasn't he? Yeah. And that's who Ryan was getting all of his um, information and all of his instructions from. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Tommy, but oh, I just don't know. I mean, Neil. To be fair, Neil has called us out. Oh, I know. Like, I know. I think maybe season, maybe like episode one of this season. I think if she, she well, is he still alive? Because he'd have to be alive. Oh no! What they no, said? No, I'm thinking it's that the DNA has been found in the house, but it's not. No, it's it, they've run her DNA through the database, and it's yes. come up with another hit. Okay. Mm. It works. Okay. So maybe she's because she's got the picture of the mother in the house. Yes. So he might be her dad or something like that. But then why would the OCG be after her? Like, what would the OCG have on her? That's the bit that I'm struggling with. Yes, there's a relative, but what does that mean? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But, you know, she has, if that's the point, then she has links with an OCG, clearly. Yeah. I mean, it's a link. Yeah, yeah, there is a link. It's the very definition of a link. It's the blackmail element. She's clearly doing it under duress. What... What would what would make her do all of this stuff? That's the question that I'm asking. And if it's it's that level of reveal that it has to mean that she has been this person has the the, the link to this person must mean that something else has occurred to make her do this. And that's where I my brain synapses fizzle out and I can't work it out. I'm sure everyone else has fantastic theories and. I might just need to sit with it for a little while. I got the impression that it was a woman, but that's because I saw the picture. Yes. And th- thought, oh, it's a woman. But then, of course, it's a picture of Joe. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. They wouldn't be that stupid. Yeah, th- well, no, not stupid. I just think it's a tease, isn't yeah. it? It's a tease to, mm. to look at. I mean, great mother of God from, from Hastings. So, yeah, a yeah. fabulous one there. I mean, there is probably people, like you say, who have got it in 4K and have <laughs> yeah. just blown it up. And, blown it up and yeah. tried to work out exactly what it, I mean, yeah. that would be brilliant. Found out that she was caddied to Colin Montgomery in the uh, <laughs> the open at Troon in 1996 or something. Is that a golf joke that I'm, I'm yes, not getting? Yes, that's right. exactly It's Colin yeah, Montgomery, yeah. an actual golfer, is yes. he? All right, okay. He's very famous. I don't know golf. He's probably one of the most famous British sportsmen of, like, golf men. Nick golfers. Faldo. Yeah, he, he is of equal fame as Nick Faldo. Okay. I'd say. Good. Hmm. Excellent. Anyway. What do you think is going to happen next week? I'm very excited for next week. I feel we're coming to some sort of... I said this about this week, actually, so, you know, yeah. don't listen to me. But I feel like we're coming to something. Something's, we've got now this big piece of information, haven't we? I think next week is going to be a rewind to just setting the setting the table for the, next, for the last mm. two episodes of the mm-hmm. season. And I don't think... I don't think there'll be a lot of action because obviously we've had two big action set pieces the last couple of weeks. I think it's probably going to be just laying the cards out, a few things. Joe is continued to be working under duress. Kate is going to be suspicious. Ryan's going to be like looking shadily over his computer. Ryan probably gets promoted to DI because, <laughs> you know, I now know what that is. Um, Buckles, I don't think we'll see oh, Buckles cool again. Buckles. Yeah, I don't think no, we will. I think, I that's, think that's it for him, pushed isn't to it? Unless he's, he might get the little card at the end of he was freed <laughs> yeah. because he was framed. Yes. Yeah, I was framed. Yeah. Um, 
you know when you have an ending which is such a cliffhanger like this is i think they might come back next week completely bypass the cliffhanger and go go into other characters like davison i think we might get more information about her and her home life and more about kate and i think they will move to that rather than coming back and minute number one you're gonna see them all you know almost like (laughs) it was Tommy hunter all along yes all of that you know like just continuing the scene i think we're gonna go somewhere else and then it's all gonna come together at the end i think it will come together with a swipe of a evidence thing (laughs) in episode six not rather than seven Mm. and yes it will be you are linked to if you turn to page three of your folders dot cotton um, <laughs> yeah. Neil Morrissey. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I'd love to see him come back. Um, yeah, any character from pre- mm-hmm. from previous. Right. Wow. This we, was a long one. We made it, and we made it. We made it to the end without the small child crying. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> Got to edit this now. Anyone who listened to last week's um, will know that it was a bit of a patchwork quilt of editing. Yeah. Um, we did have various people asking us whether at this particular point Blake had cried because there was such a clear clunky edit. No, well, actually, they thought that we'd laughed so much at one of the jokes that we'd made. Um, oh really? Yeah, and I was like, no, no, we'll just we'll just, we just, just yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, hopefully it should be a, a bit of a kinder edit this week. Mm. But thank you for listening. Yeah, I know this thank is, you so this much has been for a bit listening. too long. This one we didn't plan to run well, fifty what, minutes. It's one of those episodes. I think I think it's a, there's a lot to say. Yeah, and absolutely. a lot has happened. A lot yeah. has happened in it. So like you say, next week might be a little bit mm. more. Um, more subdued, perhaps. So we'll get back to 15 minutes. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Then back <laughs> yeah. In bed, I'll be in bed by quarter past 10. Oh, nice. <laughs> if you want to follow us on social media, we are at The Honeymoon Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd like to leave us a kind review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else where you can leave a review, that would be brilliant. Mm. And if you're a fan of TV and film, we have released a number of other episodes recently just on our main feed. We've been looking at TV shows like The Terror and... Um, the Flight Attendant. The Flight Attendant. I was trying to think, what have we been looking at? The Flight Attendant, um, The Falcon, Falcon the Winter and Soldier. The Winter Soldier, and also some of the big films like Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, yeah. as it as the full title is, and Judas and the Black Messiah, and just this last Saturday we released our review of Palm Springs, which is a new film that's come out on Amazon Prime. It was released in 2020 in the US, but it's it's taken a long time to get here in the UK. And we have both said, you know, spoilers for our review, but we've both said that it's our film of the year so far. So um, please go and watch Palm Springs. It's, it's my amazing. Film of the decade so far. Oh, wow! And last decade as well. Oh, God. If, if, I mean, if possible. Mark's hyperbole just knows no bounds here. Um, yeah, it's it's a brilliant film. So yeah, if you're into your TV and film, just generally, not just Line of Duty, you might want to go and check out those podcast episodes. Please do. Anyway, we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>